It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. on Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a Wednesday hump day edition of the show. Halfway through your work week, hopefully you guys are all doing well and staying safe. A lot to get to like usual. We're going to talk some BYU football and other BYU athletics by extension with the APR rankings, the academic progress ratings coming out from the NCAA yesterday. BYU football looks like they're in a little bit of a lull when it comes to the football APR scores. We'll talk about what it is and how BYU can improve that. We'll also talk some BYU basketball. Booth Gotch, a transfer from the University of Utah, has been reached out to by BYU. What are the chances the Cougars could land a wing player of his caliber? We'll talk about that. And of course, catch you up on everything else going on in BYU sports news like we usually do. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Built Bar, our title sponsor here on the podcast, as well as the entirety of the Locked On Podcast Network. Love having Built Bar on board. You can go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKEDON and save yourself $10 off your first order. It's an absolutely incredible offer from the folks that are trying to reinvent how you see energy bars with Built Bar, title sponsor. Also brought to you today by our good friends at Talacris Plasma Resources. We'll tell you about them as today's show rolls on as well. With that rundown out of the way, let's get going here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for May 20th. 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to download your daily podcast, focused on the BYU Cougars with us here. We aim to be your one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news you need to know about, as well as insider information that you will not find anywhere else, and just essentially make it fun to be a BYU fan as we have some BYU sports talk each and every day in podcast form. A lot to get to on today's show, but let's start off with academic progress ratings. Ooh, that's a that's a fun topic. It I understand that when you hear academics and you're thinking college sports, okay, does this really matter, Jake? It does because the NCAA wants it to, if that makes sense. Uh, what it is is the academic progress rating essentially tracks how a program does in a year-over-year basis in terms of keeping uh, students eligible and also enrolled in school as they play their sports. Uh, it's a, it's meant to be a way for graduation rates to improve, etc. at the collegiate level. But let's be real, there's a number of programs around the country. I'm not saying any particular ones, but they essentially are pushing some of their student-athletes some in football, men's basketball, into majors or degree programs that are very, very easy and you can roll through it as a student athlete. It's kind of the wink, wink, nudge, nudge, like take, go through, you're going to be this major and you're going to, you're going to graduate. So you can inflate your numbers with the APR ratings very easily if you have a program that is essentially a diploma mill. And 
that's obviously a, a stern ac- accusation, etc. But it's just kind of the, that unspoken thing that's happening around the country. I'm not saying that any program is accepted from this, but the APR ratings for BYU football have been low uh, ever since they first started being calculated and started actually having implications for these APR scores. The APR, you want a rolling total of at least 930 uh, to be able to be eligible for postseason events. In the case of BYU football for bowl season, for BYU men's basketball, the NCAA tournament, or other postseason events. It's, it's Essentially, the APR score, you have to have it over 930 over a four-year rolling period to ensure that your program, regardless of the sport it is, sport it is in is eligible to participate in postseason events and or championships well the new apr scores came out yesterday for byu football and they scored a 946 yesterday which uh is an interesting number considering i when i looked up i went back to go look at see how byu's football has been doing over the past four years that rolling score of 930 like i said is what you want so byu football for the academic year 2016 to 2017 had an apr score of 949 they followed it up in 2017 2018 with a 946 2018 2019 with a 946 and for the third straight year the 2019 2020 academic year byu football has a 946 now it's not an awful score to be in the 940s when it comes to APR, but you can have a total score of 1,000, which is a perfect rating, meaning your student-athletes, every academic term are eligible, they're staying in school, finishing out their careers, in theory graduating, etc. We've seen BYU football, and this is kind of the nature, I think, of college football in particular, is there's a number of guys each year who feel like they transfer out of any given program looking for more playing time, etc., If you don't know how APR is calculated, I'm not going to break it down in super depth because I might put you guys to sleep and you would turn off this podcast and my download numbers would go down. Essentially what it is, is it you, so they use the, if you go to ncaa.org, you can see a nice little rundown of this and I might link it in the show notes, but what it is, is it allows you to track how your students are doing in terms of year over year academic progress, semester to semester to academic term to academic term. Hopefully that makes sense. So essentially what it said is if you have 75 players on a football program who finish the term academically eligible and are retained from, for spring semester in fall semester, each player is worth two points. So one is to uh, stay eligible for the next academic uh, year, or academic term, I guess, and also be uh, retained on the roster for the coming season. So if you have 75 guys out of your 85 uh, scholarship players who have that, well, you have 75 times two of two equals 150 out of 150 points. Then the the example it used, it says there are three players being retained for spring semester, but they're academically ineligible. So they are being retained on the roster. That is one point each. That's three points. But you miss out on the academic eligible points. So you only get three of six points there. Now, they also mentioned the fact you have five. They also have five players leave the institution while academically eligible in theory, transfers in the NCAA transfer portal. Well, they're still academically eligible, so you get to claim one point of the two points for them. So you're getting five out of ten for those five players. And then finally, two more players. This is to put up to 85 scholarship players for a football program. You have two players leave the institution while also academically ineligible. Well, in that case, you get zero of the two points. So you get zero out of four points. So this example that the NCAA put out said your semester total is you have 158 
48 out of 170 possible points. Then what you do is you take that 158 points, divide it by the maximum number of points, in this case 170 points, which equals 0.929. You times that by 1,000, and that means your APR score for that semester is a 929, below the threshold you want as a football program. Like I said, you want that rolling number over 930. So, BYU football, their numbers have been very good in essence, but not great when it comes to their academic progress ratings. Uh, Missions are calculated in this for BYU, obviously, with a vast majority of their football program having served LDS missions. It interrupts their academic careers. But whenever they enroll in school at BYU, they enter this ranking, this APR score rating. And when they leave school, it actually takes them off the books, in essence, while they're gone, the way I understand it, for APR scores. So BYU appears to have essentially plateaued uh, near the bottom. They're ranked 118th out of 130 FBS programs with that 946 score this year in their APR ratings. The biggest issue for BYU is you have a lot of people who say, well, just cut a bunch of guys and sign new guys. Well, guess what? If you cut guys and tell them that they're leaving, they have to transfer, and they're either academically ineligible or eligible but leaving, you're either getting zero or one points on each of those players as they exit the program. Guys who come in don't automatically make up those points. You have to be very careful with your roster in terms of the turnover. This is nationwide, but especially so for BYU football because, like I said, there's so many moving parts for the BYU football program with guys going on missions, coming back off of missions, etc., that they actually have to be very careful with their APR scores, more so than I think most programs around the country. So it's good to see BYU's rolling total still sitting in the 940s. I think with three 946s and 949, you're sitting somewhere in the upper 940s in terms of your year-over-year APR ratings for that four-year program. But to be in the bottom tier of the FBS programs, 118th out of 130, it's not a great look. I also understand BYU is an elite academic institution, and they're not necessarily a diploma mill. They're making these student-athletes, these football players in particular, like we're talking about here, they got to work for their degrees. They have to go to class. They have to complete their homework. They have to do the research projects, etc. It's not to say they don't have tutors there to help them along the way, but they're also not being stuck in uh, essentially one program by a university and saying, you know, this is your major. You're going to take care of this. We're going to make sure your grades are good enough to pass, get your degree, and essentially uh, fudge the numbers when it comes to the APR. That's not how they're going to work at BYU. So I give them credit in that regard that these student-athletes have to work. But also the university itself, speaking of BYU, well, the nice part is the student-athletes that leave BYU before graduating, etc., if they come back and finish their degree, guess what? Those APR scores actually get updated after the fact. So if a student-athlete, let's say, left in the academic year of 2017-2018, and we're in 2020 now, and maybe in 2022 they come back and finish their degree, well, guess what? The NCAA goes back with that student-athlete finishing his degree and actually updates those scores for that academic year so it actually can help BYU in their year-over-year numbers having student-athletes come back and finish the degrees they may not have finished otherwise. So It's a very interesting situation when it comes to the APR. BYU football, yeah, it's not great to be 118th out of 130, but I think there's so many moving parts for BYU football, it's tough to necessarily nail down, okay, this is what we need to do and this is where we're going to go. So 
We'll be tracking this for you, but the good news is BYU still is eligible for postseason play should they qualify. The only concern is if they're 5-7, and seven, the APR scores come into effect then, and BYU be way down the list in terms of being eligible as a 5-7 and seven team due to other teams having a higher APR score. That's also one other metric that is used when it comes to determining the bowl eligibility of 5-7 and seven teams should they be needed. So, very interesting situation. Uh, Big congratulations to women's uh, cross-country for BYU, by the way. They actually scored a perfect score of 1,000, so congratulations to them. Other high scores include men's cross-country with 995, women's golf 992, women's volleyball 990, softball 984, women's basketball 983. You've seen a theme. The women's team seemed to do a lot better. And then men's basketball checking in at 975, so a pretty solid score there. So, congratulations to all of the student-athletes at BYU. Not a single one of the programs under the BYU Athletics Department uh, failed to go below 930 this year, and that's a positive sign for BYU sports. All right, uh, way over time here in this first little bit of the podcast. We'll get to some thoughts on the transfer portal. What could Booth Gotch bring to BYU? We'll talk about that next. Before we get to that, though, do need to take a minute today and talk to you about our good friends, as we normally do, about Built Bar. Built Bar is reinventing how you guys see energy bars and performance products. They have a protein bar that legitimately tastes like a candy bar. I remember back in the day, and I didn't play past the high school level in sports, but my dad would give me power bars or other energy bars and I felt like I needed a gallon of milk to drown them as I as I ate them. These bars from Built Bar, you don't need any of that. They're soft and easy to chew. They are absolutely delicious. They're covered in 100% chocolate and they've got every type of flavor you can imagine. They have nut flavors, nut-free flavors. Whatever you want, you can get it from Built Bar most likely. One of my favorite uh, pr- flavor profiles from them is the peanut butter brownie. I am a big fan of peanut butter and brownies and when you mix the two, I'm all in. The best part is these bars with Built Bar are low calorie, low sugar, but high protein, high fiber. And for example, with the peanut butter brownie, you're getting 20 grams of protein, just 170 calories, only 3 grams of sugar, and 3 grams of net carbs. They're perfect for the health conscious guy or gal. I would encourage you guys to go to BuiltBar.com learn more about this company. They're a local company, especially here in the state of Utah, so you're supporting the local economy when you support Built Bar. You can go to BuiltBar.com right now learn more about them and also use the promo code locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n for ten dollars off your first order really easy to do go to builtbar.com put together your box of whatever bars you want to order use the promo code locked on ten dollars off just like that for checking out built bar love having them on board with us and encourage you guys to support built bar as they support us here on the locked on podcast network and locked on cougars it's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. 
If you guys don't follow Jeff Goodman on Twitter or just follow his work in general with Stadium Network, I would encourage you to do so. He's one of the foremost authorities on college basketball, but especially so when it comes to the offseason and the NCAA transfer portal. He is tied in, he knows what's going on, and he talks to people all the time. He's also tweeting out all this information. Well, earlier this offseason, the University of Utah sophomore wingman Booth Gotch decided to enter his name into the NBA draft pool, which is not all that surprising. He wants to get some feedback from NBA scouts, team off, uh, front office personnel in the NBA about where his game stands, what he needs to work on. I think that every student athlete who has aspirations of going to the NBA, I would encourage them to enter the NBA draft pool every year until they're out of eligibility or they ultimately decide to stay in it and can and take their chance at being drafted by an NBA team. Well, Booth Gotch has done that, but also last week, I think I believe it was Jeff Goodman as well, broke the news that he intended to transfer from the University of Utah should he decide to pull his name out of the NBA draft pool, which is, I think, is expected of him. Uh, didn't necessarily have a great year this past year, speaking of Booth Gotch. His shooting numbers uh, went down this past year. Uh, he, As a freshman at U- the University of Utah, shot 47.2% from the field just and 31 0.6% from three-point range. This past season, though, those numbers dipped. 39.7% from the field and just 25% from three last year, including 19% during Pac-12 conference play. So the shooting numbers dipped and appears that he wants to find greener pastures for himself, whether that is in the pro ranks or at the collegiate level. Well, Jeff Goodman yesterday said that there are a number of programs, including Brigham Young University and Mark Pope, as you would expect, to have reached out uh, to to inquire about Booth Gotch and his interest in transferring uh, to their program. Other programs in the mix, his hometown Minnesota Golden Gophers, Arkansas, Nevada, in-state rival Utah State, which is actually a program I know for a fact is interested in Gotch as a transfer. I, I don't know necessarily if they will land him, but I know for a fact that Utah State does have interest in Booth Gotch and BYU obviously doing their due diligence reaching out to him. I've talked about how the fact that BYU BYU, originally it felt like, or people I was talking to, it appeared that BYU in the transfer portal was looking for a big man, which they got in Matt Harms, and then a 3 and D defender on the wing. Well, Booth Gotch checks the box on the ladder. He's a six foot six swing man, shot the three better as a freshman, but you would think with more time and more experience, we get the opportunity to score more. He averaged 10.7 points this past season for a Pac-12 program. You would think in the West Coast Conference, those numbers probably would improve with the lower level of talent overall. I'm not saying that Gonzaga is not an elite team. That Gonzaga would win the Pac-12. There's, I have no problem saying that. He also averaged just 3.6 rebounds and 2.9 assists uh, per game as a sophomore. So there's work to be done on his game, but the thought is, could he come into the to BYU, play a more prominent role in BYU's kind of motion offense under Mark Pope, and have this coaching staff work with him to develop his stroke from the three-point arc and just overall improve his game as he gets ready, hopefully, for a professional career. It's an interesting proposition. The one concern with this is that three and D defender for BYU originally also was hope they were hoping to have as a graduate transfer, somebody who could be eligible right away. Well, Booth Gotch, as it stands currently, would have to sit out a year under the current NCAA rules and would not be eligible for the upcoming season. Regardless of that, I think this would be a solid pickup for BYU. He was a formerly a four-star prospect out of Minnesota. He's got plenty of talent. You've seen it multiple times. He had an 
absolutely marvelous game against Kentucky when Utah upset them in Las Vegas last year. Uh, I think he actually, in his fin- final game, uh, had a 28-point outing. He had 28 points against Colorado late in the season. So he's got a lot of talent, but inconsistency has been his calling card so far. He has nights where, where, where he will erupt. He could go for 30, but the next game, he goes out and rolls out five points. So you need to draw out a more consistent effort level and just more consistent performances from Booth Gotch if you land him in your program. But there are a number of high-level programs who are interested in him. Also thinking of the uh, thought, also programs like Auburn have reached out, Maryland, Vanderbilt, Creighton, Illinois, Georgetown, Oregon, New Mexico. There are a lot of high-level teams interested in Booth Gotch's talent. Can BYU shock the world and get his signature? Who knows? And I'm, I'm more and more convinced also right now that BYU looking more and more at guys who could be point guards to replace Alex Barcelo once he finishes up his eligibility this coming season. I think they're more in the vein. If they're going to take a guy who's going to have to sit out a year, yeah, it will be a point guard that can come in, really kind of learn this offense, and then when Alex Barcelo is done after his senior year this coming season, they step in as an eligible player and carry on there. But regardless, BYU doing their due diligence and looking into Booth Gotch, a talented player, there's no doubt about it, and we'll see if BYU is able to enter the mix for him to any meaningful degree, and we'll have that covered for you as more news comes out regarding this from BYU's end and also just in terms of overall interest level from other programs. But like I said, a lot of high-level programs interested in Booth Gotch, and I'm glad that BYU, I I love the fact, this is just an aside to this, I love the fact that BYU kicks the tires on pretty much anybody and everybody who enters the NCAA transfer portal. I know it's become kind of a running joke on social media that, whoa, BYU, look at this, they already reached out to this guy. Why not? It's absolutely an, an avenue for BYU to acquire talent they probably couldn't get out of the high school ranks. So why not do your due diligence, kick the tires on each guy, so to say, and see what you can do. I, I think it's a fantastic development, and we'll have it covered for you as BYU continues to pursue graduate transfers and just overall transfers in the transfer portal over the coming days and weeks. All right, we'll wrap things up here in just a second, catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. Uh, before we do that, let's talk for a minute about our good friends at Talacris Plasma Resources. Right now, you probably heard about plasma, convalescent plasma being used in the fight against COVID-19, the pandemic we've all been kind of dealing with over the last two months. Well, plasma donations are a critical need right now because they're trying to see if people's plasma has antibodies in it that can fight this virus and hopefully vanquish it forever. Right now, Telechris Plasma Resources in Provo need your guys' donations. They are open Monday through Friday from 5.30 a.m. to 8.30 p.m., 5.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. on Saturdays. They're closed on Sundays, and they need your donations. The best part about this is you actually are being rewarded financially for your donations to Telechris Plasma Resources. Their parent company, Griffles, if you've heard of that name, they're on the forefront of fighting this COVID-19 pandemic. The other plasma that they don't, that they ad. It goes into research for burn victims, for plasma therapy, also research into additional usages of plasma, and also medications for people with low immune systems. So regardless your donations of plasma, they're helping out your fellow man, but you're also being rewarded financially for doing those donations. Each time you donate at Talacris Plasma Resources, your money that you receive back for that donation goes up during a month. A new donor could earn up to $525 in their first month of donating. 
Returning donors, they haven't forgotten about you as well. $475 with as many donations as you can make in a month, up to 10 normally. It's a fantastic way to go out and donate. You're probably wondering how often can I donate? Well, donate donors are allowed to donate twice in a seven day period. There has to be some time in between these donations. So if you donate twice a week, you typically can get a bevy of cash for your donations throughout the month. And it's a way to put some money into your pocket. Like I said, there's a urgent critical need for plasma donations right now. So go check out Talacris Plasma Resources, six seven sorry, 651 Columbia Lane in Provo, 651 Columbia Lane. You can give them a call if you want more information, 801-377-1243. That is our good friends at Talacris Plasma Resources down there in Provo. They need your plasma donations. Go check them out, 651 Columbia Lane in Provo, phone number 801-377-1243. That's Talacris Plasma Resources. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on, so find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. I have a couple of notes for you guys as we wrap up this Wednesday edition of the podcast in terms of other BYU sports. BYU Gymnastics head coach Gard Young has been appointed the NCAA Women's Gymnastics Committee beginning this September, September 1st, 2020. You're wondering, okay, what is the NCAA Gymnastics Committee? It is responsible for governing the policies and procedures of the National Collegiate Women's Gymnastics Championship. It will be a four-year term of service for Guard Young through August 31st, 2024. In the release from BYU, uh, Coach Young said, I am really looking forward to the opportunity to serve on the NCAA Women's Gymnastics Committee. I was on a men's gymnastics role committee at the NCAA level during my time at Oklahoma, so I've gotten a little bit of experience uh, a little bit of what that is like. I'm really excited to be at the ground level where decisions are made. Hopefully I can share insights from my years as a gymnast and coach and have unique opportunities to learn from this appointment. Uh, Gar Young, obviously a standout gymnast in his own right, both at the collegiate and the national levels. He's done great things with the women's gymnastics program at BYU. And uh, I think he's going to be an, a a great addition to the women's gymnastics committee and hopefully he can bring some of his expertise to improve the sport overall while also lifting the level of play for his student athletes and I think it's a fantastic appointment some more uh, plaudits for what he's doing in Provo as the as the head coach of the women's gymnastics program for the Cougars one other note is congratulations to BYU softball player Taylor Williams she was named to the 2020 Cosida academic all district team last week she boasts a 3.93 GPAs and exercise and wellness major. She's one of four outfielders named to the District 8 team, which is comprised of schools from seven western states as well as Canada. So a big congratulations to her as being the lone BYU representative on this. And I think she's uh, second in terms of the overall GPA. The only other one higher than her was Fresno State's Haley Dolcini, who has a 3.94 GPA. So elite academic uh, 
accomplishments for Taylor Williams and a congratulations to her on that academic citation from COSIDA and the All-District team. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. A big thank you to all of you for your continued support of the show. It's a blast to be with you guys. I truly mean that each and every day. Follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LockedOnCougars. Feel free to weigh in with your thoughts. Always love fielding your questions and answering them for you. If you want to send them in now, we'll do a mailbag segment at some point this week. You also can send us an email, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com if you so desire to weigh in that way as well. Today's show has been brought to you once again by our title sponsor, Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, get $10 off your first order. We love having them on board as our title sponsor here on the Locked On Cougars podcast, as well as the entirety of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Jay Catch. I'm signing off. Have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast from May 20th, 20th. 2020. We will talk to you tomorrow. Listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.